Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Will B, reporting live from the H, you know, back on the scene with the Around the Way podcast, you know. Usually, I'm with my boy, Tim, a.k.a. Tebow, but if you didn't know, Tebow moved back to the D, Dallas, Texas, the hometown, you know, get it right, don't disrespect. <laughs> disrespect would not be tolerated, would not be disregarded, but now on the real, he moved back um, probably about, you know, couple months ago several months ago you know he hasn't been here since the new year but you know shout out to tim you know tebow we're still a team it's around the way tw tim and will don't get it twisted nigga we are still a team he's just back in the d doing his thing but you know it's all love shout out to that boy but i'm gonna go ahead and pop the podcast off you know it's a couple albums that i was jamming i want to say little yachty he dropped Lil Boat 2 the other day. And it kind of came to me. It dawned on me. The state of rap music. Now me, I like the new wave and I like the old wave. These hate niggas, they don't. So, you know, people say rap music is in a degrading state. Like it's, you know, it's in a negative state. You know, it's on a decline. A drastic decline. These are the same niggas that ain't cleaning their ears out with Q-tips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They cleaning their ears out with these big-ass washcloths. <laughs> hey, fam, dig deeper. This is my thing. Like I'm in a group chat with my partners. Matter of fact, shout-out to my partners that hang over group chat. My boy, Brother John. My boy, Dre. My boy, Derek. My boy, D.A. Darius. My boy, Malcolm, a.k.a. Chiz. And that boy, Carrie. Even though he ain't in there, I'm going to let him slide. But my thing is this. I always say this. Music is opinionated. So, is rap music really degrading? Or maybe it's just more arsenal out there of artists. Like, you got your lyrical section. You got your turn-up section. You got the quote-unquote vibey you know the vibe music you know it's a, it's a vibe type shit even though i really don't like saying it, it's real cliche and it's real corny but you know it's the truth my thing is i don't think rap music has ever been in a bad state if you're really a true hip-hop fan a true rap fan i just think it's more out there that you can listen to now i will say this lyric lyrical ability might be kind of getting outshadowed now but is it uh, Lack, lack of a better term I don't think it's being outshadowed I just think the shit is just you know It's just kind of played out just a tad bit Just a tad bit A tad bit Because my thing is like this Everybody can't be Kendrick man I don't want to hear no rappy rap shit Over no whack ass beats man That's the problem You got these lyrical artists And they spend their heart out But fam You got these D grade ass beats Fam I don't want to hear no boom bap And no weak ass piano line it ain't going to work, man. You dig what I'm saying? It's not going to work. The thing about rap music that drives rap music and put it on the pinnacle that it is, is, is the revenue of it. It's the money. That boom bap shit ain't selling no hits, dog. <laughs> I don't know who fooled y'all niggas. These niggas talking about, well, they talking about something they preaching. Well, guess what? If you're preaching, take your ass to the pulpit, man. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm going to keep it G with you. Now, like I said, we got some... Some people who are not included in this, you know, we're going to exclude them. You got Kendrick K. Dye because he's just good at what he's doing. He the GOAT. I love the lyrical shit. I'm going to put Drake in there. He's lyrical. Don't care if people say they 
who what's his name quentin miller wrote his music hey that's cool drake's still one of the goats to me in my book uh j cole even though i'm not necessarily a big fan lyrical ability he has it and jay-z of course so my thing is what are people talking about like there's not enough lyrics it's plenty enough lyrics out there you niggas just ain't buying the shit and you're not you're not supporting it you know what i mean that's why people think the state of rap music is on a decline because the listeners are not necessarily supporting the artists that they want to see shine like in 2018 who really buys music honestly who goes to the store who purchases CDs and who buys the music? Yeah, <laughs> I left that pause. Hey, that pause. Hey, I planned that pause. <laughs> that ain't no. Oh, well, you forgot what you said. Nah, nigga, I paused because I know you're thinking. <laughs> Fam, nobody really does that. You know what? Excuse me. Rarely do people do that. Seriously. And that's the problem because people don't want to invest music in the artists they want to see shine. But you want to talk about rap music like it's on a decline. Nigga, please. <laughs> Miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's that type of bullshit that uh, your girlfriend come up with. And you know what? You tell her, hey, girl, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> let's let's go our separate ways. That's what I'm telling these people out here who talking about the state of rap music. You know what? Let's go our separate ways. Because I can't talk to them, man. Every time I try to explain them how rap music is not in a degrading state, when it's actually, I feel like, increasing and it's getting better because it's getting more known on an international scale. These motherfuckers coming to me, man, young thug, he on that bullshit, he wearing dresses and shit. Nigga, who give a fuck? Are you fucking that nigga? <laughs> Are you going to wear a dress? Nigga, I'm here for the music. I don't give a fuck who these rappers fucking. I don't give a fuck what these rappers are wearing. I don't care about any of that shit. I want the music. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's not detrimental to the culture, it'd be different. We had a rapper supporting Donald Trump. I ain't jamming that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And if any of these rappers supporting Donald Trump and you jamming that nigga, you need your ass whooped. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. You need your ass whooped. And a matter of fact, send your address. I'm going to drop the email address for us. You know, to the podcast where you can send your questions and whatnot. We're going to do that later. Send your address. Put that bitch in a motherfucking email. And I'm going to pull up on you. It should be not one rapper in the game supporting Donald Trump. And there should be not one true listener of hip-hop music that supports that rapper. If you do, I'm pulling up with you. With the Draco, nigga. I ain't got one, but I'll find one by that time. Believe that. <laughs> but, you know, seriously, though. With music being so opinionated... I don't understand how we're really in the grading state. I mean, rap music is doing better than it ever has been. Point in case, what was rap music when Curtis Blow was out? Think about the state of it. Think about the financials of it. Think about how known it was. Just think about it. Think about how accepted it was in society among the, uh, I really don't like using this word, but among white culture. You know what I'm saying? Because they really didn't accept us. You know how some people are with them. And you, I hate to really go down this. I ain't on no Malcolm X shit. Even though I have been reading his book. And y'all people should really pick up on it. But, I mean, seriously, man. Like, people weren't of that culture. They weren't necessarily accepting of it. You know? Like they are now. Like, now there are way more Caucasian rappers out. People who actually, you know, come to the culture, you know, do the little thing. Some people say they're appropriating the culture. I wouldn't say all that. But my point in cases, it's not degrading. I don't see it. Where are we at with it? You know what I'm saying? People talk all this shit. Whoop-dee-whoop, whoop-dee-whoop, do that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really see it. 
you know, I, I like artists like Lil Yachty. Lil Boat, too, it's, it's a good project. You know, his first album, Teenage Emotions, wasn't really feeling it. You know, I'm not going to necessarily call it garbage. <laughs> I lied. That hell garbage as fuck. <laughs> Shit, hell, who am I kidding? I don't know what that nigga was doing. That nigga on too much drugs when he did that on some bullshit. But Lil Boat 2, it's a good project. And he's one of the artists that people, you know, they say, um, yeah, Lil Yachty, he messing it up. He got this red hair. He ain't really rapping. He singing, doing this. Okay, just don't listen to him. You know what I'm saying? He's he's meant for the kids. He's meant for the younger audience. Or we can go to um who else is it? I said Young Thug. Who else is out there is degrading the culture that they say? Uh man, I can't even really think right now. I guess a rich homie Quan, ever since he messed up that one thing on the VH1 honors when he was supposed to rap a biggie verse, which I don't know why you got a nigga from Atlanta rapping a nigga from Brooklyn verse like come on it's two different cultures dog two different generations two different times that's like me going to give a speech about motherfucking dog food or some shit nigga I don't know shit about no dog food I don't know shit that's like me giving a motherfucking uh lecture about weave nigga I keep a fade <laughs> fuck I know about some weave you know what I'm saying like you know what I'm saying let's 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 think about this for for a second let's really think about this how in the world are you going to say something is degrading when you don't even know about it? Because I feel like most people who talk about rap music in the state of it, they don't even know about rap. They don't know the history of it. They've never been a student of the game. Am I lying? No. <laughs> nah. I keep it G with you. I answer my own question around this motherfucker. Nasa. <laughs> Nasa. For real though. So I just think, you know, my personal opinion of it, you know, state of rap music, it never really changed. You know, I mean, well, I'm not going to say it never really changed, excuse me, because earlier I said it increased. But it's getting better. It's more positivity gradually, but it's getting there. I mean, people are touring all over the country, all over the world. You know, I don't think it would be like that if rap was degrading. You know what I'm saying? But back to talking about these artists and these new releases, I was jamming Lil Yachty's Lil Boat 2 and man. This boy here, he made a drastic change. I mean, seriously, between the sonics, between the, the, the ad-libs, between the actual verses, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just way different from the music that I've heard from him going on. I mean, earlier, you know, you had the little boat tape, which, you know, it, it wasn't that bad. It just, it wasn't for me. And then you had Teenage Emotions, which was just dreadful. I'm sorry, Lil Yachty and Coach K and everybody else who might hear this, you know, later on in the future or whenever you hear this. But Teenage Emotions was just dreadful. I mean, I feel like it flopped as an album. But on the flip side, he definitely balanced it out with Lil Boat 2 because Lil Boat 2 is a it's a, it's a decent project. I'm still jamming it, so I'm not going to really give it a grade like I usually do. But it's some cuts on there like, uh, one of my favorites is uh, Get Money Bros featuring T Grizzly. It's a dark beat, but they're on it, and it has some content on there. I mean, bro, don't get me wrong. It's talking about money, which most rappers talk about. I mean, like, we always know that. But, man, they're doing their thing. You got to appreciate it. You can't, you can't do nothing but hate on it. You just got to nod your head. And if you don't like it, nigga, just fucking click next. I don't understand. what the, what's, what's up with the problem with people listening to trash songs and just clowning it? 
If a trash song come in my shit, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, skip. <laughs> we call those skippables. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? I don't understand. Like, if you don't like a song, just skip the shit. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's putting a gun to your head telling you to listen to this shit. You know what I mean? Like, am I wrong or am I right? I mean, I don't think it's cool to hate on somebody, you know, and just keep doing it. I mean, it's cool if you state your opinion. But, you know, to keep just doing it, it's kind of like beating a dead horse, like, dog. We get it. You don't like it. It's your opinion. Aye, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear that shit. That's why I don't even like talking about rap music with, you know, most people. It's only a select few I really talk to rap music about, you know, certain people that are reasonable. You know, you got to be careful who you talk to about rap music and who you talk to, period. You know what I'm saying? You got all these people with their opinions and, and the way that social media has gone. You got them thinking, you know, they Obama with it on Twitter. Nigga, please, nigga. You're more Osama than Obama, if you get what I'm saying. Like, boy, well, I don't want you here. Take him out. Boom. Got him. <laughs> School me. <laughs> For real, though. But back to these projects that came out. Lil Boat 2, I really like it. It's a decent project. He's really, you know, doing his thing. He's It's, it's a little more cohesive. It's not as cohesive as something I will probably put out. But then again, you know, I'm not even on as a rapper, even though I do rap. But, you know, I'm on that struggle phase. So it is what it is. But aside from that Get Money Bros, he got a song, Talk To Me Nice, featuring Quavo. You know, Quavo still really, he's hot. You know, he's doing his thing. It's a, it's a nice little song. But one song that I really like and I thought I probably wouldn't like is A Whole lot of Guap. And the other song is Love Me Forever. Those two songs, I really feel, especially Love Me Forever, is emotionally, like, it's just kind of deep, you know, in his own way. You know, his, his, his diction, I like it in that song because it's simple, yet it's kind of complex. If you can figure, you know, if you feel what I'm saying, if you can follow that. You know, I appreciate that from an artist, an artist who kind of gives his in-depth, you know, look on things, especially emotion, because, like, we all go through those times. That's why it's music. We listen to music to kind of uplift us or relate to us. And on that song, I can kind of relate. So, you know, it's a, it's a decent project. Uh, another project that dropped, and, you know, I'm kind of getting around to is the YFM Lucci, the Ray Ray from Summer Hill. It's decent. Haven't really got too deep into it, but I like YFM Lucci. Uh one thing that I really like about him that I feel he's underrated is his melodies and his cadence. You know, you got artists like Young Thug whose cadence is just spectacular. I mean, I don't even know what he does. I feel like this motherfucker here is just like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like, bro, like what type of drugs does Young Thug do? That is a question that I would like to know. Because all those noises, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, excuse me, you know, I can't make the noise, but, you know, you get what I'm saying, like, dog, like, what are you doing, like, shit is fire, dog, keep doing that shit, I don't know what he's doing, but the fact that he does that is just crazy, but back on YFN Lucci, he does that in a way not as good as Young Thug or as superb as Young Thug, but he does it in a way that's effective for him, and I like that, and I think, you know, a couple songs, you know, on this uh, tape, he, he does that a little bit, you know, as he's always been doing. And I like it. Also, I like that he has these soul samples. That's what I feel like the game is really missing. Maybe that's why people feel like the state of rap is, you know, on a decline. Because, you know, we're missing a lot of soul samples. I will say that. Y'all remember when Kanye first came out? 
and he's not the first person to do it. But, you know, Kanye came on that mainstream level and he just killed it. But he had so many soul samples, man. I'm talking about this motherfucker was killing it. When he was talking about uh, he was doing five beats a day for three summers, oh, nigga, we know what you was doing. <laughs> you locked the door. Hey, Kanye ain't having no sex. He ain't smoking no weed. He ain't kicking it with the homies. That nigga is straight making beats, dog. I'm talking about beats. Nigga with Nita Baker, uh, Shaka Khan, all that shit. Them soul samples. I'm talking about dog. He was making them soul samples so good. I was like, bro, I just want to hear the beat. I don't even want to hear you rap, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Keep that shit because, you know, Kanye, he's he's not the best rapper. But, you know, he's a great artist. But it was some shit. It was like, bro, just release the instrumental tape. But I like going back to uh, YFN Lucci's tape. I like that he has some soul samples in there. It kind of uplifts the project. It kind of. It, 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 it emotionally ties me to the project a little bit. You know, I feel it more. It's a feeling. You know, I really like that. So, hopefully, you know, we get more of that in the game. If not, I don't care. I'm still going to jam the shit. Y'all niggas can act like y'all ain't jamming uh, Made in Tokyo or Young Thug or uh, who else? Uzi Vert. Like, y'all don't want to. But then again, I see y'all in the club buying them weak-ass $2 drinks jamming to this shit. Yeah, nigga, we know about you. <laughs> Seen y'all last week, you nigga. You know what I'm saying? I pulled up to Diablo. They were jamming Yachty and, and Uzi Vert. Y'all seen you niggas, but y'all on Twitter talking about uh, Uzi. He, he got his hair. He the demon. He do this. He do that. Uh, nigga, please. You know what I'm saying? Your mama ain't perfect neither, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But, you know, it, it's all good. You know, shit happens. You know, people are always entitled to their opinion. I mean, it's cool. But, you know, elaborating on talking about these little two projects that just came out that I've, I've been jamming. Um, the hottest artists in rap music right now, I would like to talk about that because that's a real big debate, especially with so much music dropping. I feel like rap music now, the, 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 the timeline and the correlation of projects that are, you know, put out, it's kind of like dog years. Like six months is like, equivalent to back in the day would probably a year or two would be like you gotta drop two projects in a year damn near you know what i'm saying like elite artists like drake and kendrick lamar they don't have to but i mean everybody ain't able to be them but in order to like stay on and stay relevant you got to drop the projects you know what i'm saying so like hottest artist right now uh he cooled down just a tad bit but he's still hot to me little pump a uh, little pump I know some people are like, well, 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 what, what are you talking about? Here we go again. You know, why do you jam pump degrading rap music? Nigga, shut up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like what I'm saying, just cut this bitch off. Like I said earlier, you don't like the track, skip it. Hey, you don't like this, skip me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we on lunch line, skip me. Go to the front, take your ass that way. <laughs> no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? But Lil Pump, uh, I want to say wife and Lucci. Young Thug has cooled down. Two Change is bubbling a tad bit. You know, he's getting back. He dropped that project. Uh, man, what was that project called? I, I, I can't even remember right now. Forgive me, everybody. And I really don't want to research, even though my phone is in my hand. Call me lazy. Don't care. But he had that project where he dropped a song with Proud uh, featuring YG uh, Offset. A decent song. Uh, of course, Kendrick is still hot. I think Kendrick will forever be hot. Drake is, he's... You know, these are the people that we, we know hot. Block Boy JB from Memphis, Tennessee. Have you guys heard that song that he did? The first song that he got known for, The Shoot? Shoot! 
Shoot, shoot. What it is, bro? Yeah. Hey, that shit jam. I know, I know. Niggas looking at me like, damn, well. Bro, what happened to the back back in the day? We used to jam nice together. Hey, fam. Nah, I ain't bubbling like that, big dog. Black boy JB, he got it hot in the streets. Do you dig what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> For real. So, Black boy JB is one of those artists. Um, Who else? Young Dolph. Man, that motherfucker, they're scorching. I mean, bro, I don't know. What is it with rappers getting shot? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to rap and actually make it. But if I make it, I don't want to get shot to make it. But, you know, Young Dolph, he already made it. I'm not dissing him at all because I like Young Dolph, and he's talented, and he's independent, and he get his money right. But ever since, you know, the first incident when, uh, you know, he got shot at in Charlotte at the CIAA weekend, whatever, you know, they call that shit, uh, man, Dolph has been on a tear. And he was he was getting there even before that with the Gelato tape and all his other tapes. Gelato is kind of like, it's crazy with Young Dolph. It's two Young Dolphs to me. You got pre-gelato, <laughs> and you got after-gelato. And I'm telling you, bro, like, I'm gelato on. Like, King of Memphis was cool. It wasn't a bad project. You know, high-class street music, four or five, they weren't bad. You know, he just, it just, it wasn't really there for me all the way for those projects. But gelato on, gelato, bulletproof, thinking out loud. And I think his latest project was Niggas Get Shot Every Day. Man. Niggas Get Shot Every Day is a hard-ass project. Fire. Flames. It's one song that I don't like, and it's called Flodging. I'll skip it. Skippable. You know what I'm saying? I will skip it. But, man, Young Dolph is hot, and he just keeps building, and I like that he's turning the negative into a positive. I saw in an interview on Breakfast Club. I think it was Breakfast Club. Yeah, it was Breakfast Club, because I don't think he's done an interview with any other like major publication or whatnot. But... He was saying that the beef shit don't matter to him. Every time some shit happened, he taking it to the bank. Bro, that is the realest shit I done heard from a street nigga in the rap game. Because most of these rappers would probably, you know, shoot back, get indicted, your mama crying in the courtroom, your partner's dead, all that other BS or whatnot. But Young Dolph is really showing it. It's like, man, you ain't got to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? You can still prosper. Because, let's be honest, he still got the street cred. I mean, like, when you get shot, your street cred go up anyway. I mean, God forbid that any of you guys out there get shot just to get street cred, which would be a stupid thing anyway. But, you know, Young Dolph, I really like how his career is building. I really like, you know, how he's trying to get to the pinnacle. He's trying to get on top of his game. I mean, he is on top. But you know what I mean? I mean, on that elite level, you know, trying to, Really make shit shake in the industry. You know, pop on the charts, you know. But other hottest artists, let's get back to that. You know, I like to get sidetracked in this shit. You know, I just smoke. So, you know how that high talk can be. Excuse me. Who else is hot out there? Uh, 21 Savage is kind of taken down a little bit. Uh, Migos, they released their album in. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit, you know. I know some people are like, ah, here we go. Yeah, nigga, I'm finna take it there. Culture 2 has the Migos back on their game. I mean, like, it's no denying it. Migos are hot as hell. And it's crazy because individually, Quavo and Offset are hot. I'm still waiting for Takeoff to, to break off, break out, excuse me. I'm just waiting for it, for him to have his moment. You know what I mean? To actually catch up to the other two members in the group. Because he can rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, Takeoff is talented. You know, I feel like Takeoff has the best lyrical ability out of all of them 
Quavo's known for the hooks, and he has that voice. Offset has the flow and delivery. Quavo has the lyrics. I think he gets downplayed because his voice, it's not as, uh, you can't really cross over with it because it's such a deep, it's a street-oriented voice, which is not a problem with me, but, you know, to all these other people, you know, it might be a little, you know, it might be an issue, but whatever. And now, so I'm just waiting for him to break off, but, he, you know, he got it. But Culture 2 has these boys, Migos, back on top. I mean, like, they are definitely like a top five hottest artist and definitely the hottest rap group out right now i mean they dropped 24 songs and it's a decent project i would have to say out of the 24 songs i would jam around 15 to 17 you know what i mean i actually took time to analyze that that was a shot for somebody excuse me apologize <laughs> no smoke i don't want it <laughs> but you know seriously i took a while to you know actually like analyze this project and kind of like break it down and kind of understand where they were coming from the only thing i really don't like about it is not cohesive at all it's just a collection of songs but they're really good songs man like for real i mean higher we go i don't really like that one but superstars is a banger man and it's a different beat it's a different type of trap beat Damn bad bitches only like, bro, I'm glad they gave that beat to Kanye so he can, well, I'm glad Kanye put the sample in there because it brings that beat alive. I mean, man, that's one of my favorite songs, bro. I can't wait to go to the club and just like, look at girl, shake their ass while I'm drinking my drink because I'm not buying no hoe, no drink. And I'm not dancing in the club. And as a matter of fact, if I pull up in your club, it's because I got a section and I came in that bitch for free. <laughs> Shit. Damn, they're finna be 26 in the club doing that bullshit. Nasa. But anyways, I just can't wait to, you know, be in the club. And you know how you hear that vibe of the track. And, you know, you jamming out to it. You know, I don't know about y'all. I smoke in the club. Um, I'm, I'm Snoop Dogg. If I come to your club, it will get smoked out. If I come to your kickback, it will get smoked out. If I come to your crib, that bitch will get what? Say it with me. Smoked out. Yes, I. <laughs> I mean, seriously, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Let me, I'm going to get back to the hottest artists and my other topics that I'm going to talk about. What is the problem with smoking in public? I mean, of course, yes, yeah, illegal, but, but, but aside from that, the legal part, that's for the police. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't no police, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to smoke in your face. I don't care about no security guard. I don't care about none of that shit. If you don't have a badge or a gun, and you don't have police or sheriff or constable or whatever terms you want to relate to the motherfucking lawman. I don't care. I'm smoking in your face. I'm pulling that joint out. Fat ones are on my shit like baseball bats. And it's going down like young jock in this bitch. Seriously. But what, what's the problem with that, man? I mean, the other day, look, check this out. So, not the other day, about... Uh, yeah, I lied on that one. Definitely not the other day. Probably a couple of months ago. Shit, excuse me. I was at the address in Houston, Texas. It's a nice little place. You know, if you guys are ever in Houston, in H-Town, check it out. I believe it's uh, in Third Ward. Right off 288 and uh, OST. 288 and Holcomb, whatever those streets are. You know, look it up. You know, use your Googles. I forgot who said Googles. But, uh, so we're in there, man. We chilling, you know talking to a couple females you know i was unsuccessful in getting the numbers i ain't tripping can't fuck them all but you know i'm chilling got my vibe you know i, I got a joint on me you know so my partner was like hey like like that joint up i'm gonna be honest i didn't want to light it i'm gonna keep a g with you i was on some chicken shit i was kind of nervous 
you know, because we're kind of in the open space. And there's no one really around us, so people are just looking at us, you know. And we kind of in the back, we chilling, you know. And he was like, light it. And I was like, nah, bro, I ain't going to light it. He was like, pass it to me, I'll light it. He lit it. And, bro, immediately someone came over there. And this dude seen me the whole night. He was like a, a worker or something. Like, I ain't going to say like a bartender, but like he was like someone who kept things in order. He came over, he was like, hey, man, what's up? I was like, what's good? How you doing? He's like, nah, man, y'all can't do that in here. I was like, do what? Because we was kind of sitting on the section. Like, we can't sit on the ledge or whatever. He's like, nah, man, y'all tap that out, man. Y'all tripping. I was like, damn, school, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, we out. So what's the problem, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to smoke one, have a little fun. You know, I, I feel like smoking is like drinking. You know what I mean? Drinking was once outlawed. What's, what's the problem? People don't like the smell? Trust me, you'd rather smell that weed smell on them funky-ass niggas that pull up to your crib. <laughs> yeah, nigga pull up to your crib after hooping. Nigga, take a shower before you step up in this house. <laughs> Shit, hell wrong with you, man. Then then they want to sit on your bed. But I digress. Back on the hottest artist in rap right now, uh, Cardi B. Whenever she drops her album, I feel like she's definitely going to you know, increase more. But she's definitely hot, too. I think one of my favorite songs from her is uh, Bartier Cardi. Is that what it's called? Bartier Cardi? Bartier's whatever it is. Man, I hate not knowing shit while I do the podcast. But that's a hot song. And what really has impressed me from Cardi B is her ability to rap. And I don't mean like, I'm not saying I never really thought she could rap, you know. But seriously, like, she can hang with the big dogs. Like, seriously, like, she's talented. Her flow, her delivery is on point. Her subject matter is on point. She can get some shit rocking, man. I don't think I've ever seen a female rap artist that I've liked as much as Cardi B. Lil' Kim, no, sir. Eve, she look hella good, but no, sir. Um, Nicki Minaj, fuck no, man. I'm jamming on fucking Nicki Minaj, pink print. Nigga, pink these nuts. Move that shit out the way. Even though Nicki Minaj, you are a nice looking look, you are a nice looking woman. School me, baby girl, if I offended you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, McMill couldn't get the job done, but hey, you know what? He probably did get the job done, it just didn't work out. But with me, if you ever give me the shot, hey, I'm Kobe with it. I'm MJ with it. I'm Bron James with it, baby. You know what I'm saying? Holla at me. But nah, seriously, Nicki Minaj, I couldn't really get into it. Remy Ma is cool. But I don't think Remy Ma is consistent enough for me. You know, she makes good songs and whatnot. And she can actually rap her ass off. But she ain't making no hits, man. I like hits, bro, every now and then from an artist, from one of my favorite artists. I mean, you ain't got to just be on the charts, but make a hit. You know what I mean? Because all hits don't have to be on the charts. You know what I mean? And I, when I mean charts, I'm talking about Billboard. You can be like on like Urban Radio Airwave or whatever those charts are and shit. But, you know, yeah, but back to my point that I was trying to prove, Cardi B is like one of the female artists that I really actually like jamming, you know. I like what she's talking about. She's hot as hell, man. And I don't mean hot as in looks, you know. She's not ugly, but I'm talking about hot as in like, you know, her, her talent level and, you know, uh, just where she's at in her rap career right now. I mean, like, Honestly, who's hotter than Cardi B? Very few artists, you know? I mean, like, Post Malone is hot, but nigga, we ain't fucking with no Post Malone, dog. 
You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, when you come to my crib, do not play Post Malone. You will get kicked out. I will kick you out like Martin did Pam. Seriously, get the stepping. We ain't, we ain't doing no culture vultures type shit. Even though he does actually make good music. That's the unfortunate part. <sighs> Man. Shit. <sighs> Torn. I'm between a rock and a hard place right now with his ass. But, yeah, it's all good. But, uh, just elaborating on this, I've named... Well, I... Projects that I'm jamming, I named Lil Boat too. You know some new projects, but some shit that's still in my rotation. Jay Z four four four, man, dog. It has to be like one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in life, like in all genres, bro. For sure, it's a top three rap album of all time for me. Yeah, I said it, and I'm actually gonna leave a pause so you guys can think about it and you can scold me in your heads. Go ahead. Well, now that that's over, <laughs> back to what I was saying. Yeah, Jay-Z, 444, I'm back on that shit. I mean, bro, it's a grown man album. I mean, he's giving you the blueprint, no pun intended, for what he's doing. I mean, like, bro, like, just look at the body of work that he put out from number one to ten. You got songs like Bam. You got songs like 444, the title track. You got songs like Family Feud. I mean, bro, what more do you want? Why are you not jamming this, this project if you like hip-hop? If you're a hip-hop fan? Honestly. Honestly. It'd be different to say that you don't like the project, but then it's another difference to say the shit is just trash or it's whack. Don't you hate that person who says something is trash and whack and they never really gave it a chance or they just don't understand it? Or maybe they're saying it's trash or whack because they just don't like the person. Nigga, what is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? I think you need to reevaluate yourself. Seriously. And I'm not speaking to anybody. I'm just speaking in general. So please, don't, put, don't get your panties in a bunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, relax. You know, I don't want no smoke. You know, I'm a regular dude. I'm five nine. I ain't really going to do shit if I see you. I'm probably going to walk past you. You know, get you a little mud. Keep it moving. You know how that shit go. Typical bullshit. But, you know, I don't understand that, like, people are talking about, like, uh, you know... He doesn't really have the new wave of the new artist. Well, yeah, nigga, nigga's like damn near 50. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand. But like I said, it's different to call something whack and say it's trash than to just say they don't like it. But yeah, I still got uh 444 Jay-Z in my rotation. Um, I also have, excuse me, let me pull up the iPhone for the references. I also have, oh, Currency, the Spring Collection. Now... This is the thing that I've noticed about Currency. Usually, he'll drop a project and it'll be so fucking fire. It'll be so fire that the next three projects will be garbage as hell. And I mean, I might be exaggerating a tad bit. I'm a Currency fan. Let me say that. I'm a Currency stan. I mean, stan is, I don't really like using that word because I'm not really a fanatic. I mean, I'm not finna like try to be no groupie and get his autograph i mean even if he walked past me i probably wouldn't even ask for it to be honest with you but you know seriously he drops his hottest project and then you know it's like three duds that come after it you know because he drops so much music but the spring collection is a hot ass project i will say it one more time for the people in the back like rosa the spring collection is a hot ass project 
And I'm not talking hot ass project just for currency. I'm talking about hot ass project just for hip hop music in general. I mean, bro, when I first jammed this shit and I wasn't even high, and you know how currency music is. It's like smoker's music. But, bro, when I jammed that shit, I was like, bro, he's back on it. You know, not like he never really lost it, but he really didn't put out a body of work like this one. Then I heard that one song with Joey Badass, Dollar Sign Eyes. And, bro, I don't know if y'all know that little Bill Cosby picture with the headphones on. He's, like, jamming his eyes closed with the woo. Nigga, let me tell you that, bro. I probably did that shit like 50 million times when I heard that song. I was like, damn, boy. This is what it's like to be talented in the rap, I see. <laughs> this is what it's like for niggas to be on they shit with rap music. It's a beautiful thing. Bro, damn, they brought tears to my eyes. I ain't lying to you, big dog. <laughs> Your boy Will, I'm going to shit tears to my eyes. That is one of my favorite songs out right now. Other projects that I'm jamming. Uh, Mozzie, Spiritual Conversations. I really like Mozzie. He's a dude from Sacramento, California. Uh, street dude. I think he did a little time. And he can really, 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 really rap. I mean, and l- let me let me clarify myself. When people say you can really rap, it's a difference. Just because you're lyrical does not mean you can rap. Yes, I said it. Just because you have a nice hook game or your ad-libs are cool does not mean you can rap. When I say he can really, really rap, I'm talking about he can make quality songs and he can make quality projects. That's what it's about at the end of the day. That lyrical shit is cool. But if you can't make no fucking quality song, fuck you got lyrics for, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like... It's like this. It's like a bitch with a fat ass, but you got gonorrhea. <laughs> the fuck I'm gonna do with that shit? I don't wanna fuck your shit. All I'm gonna do is look at the ass. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. I don't want none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And that might be a little on it. Well, damn, well, that's a little harsh. It is. Some girls want some fat ass and gonorrhea. Nigga, that ain't my problem. School me. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to elaborate and give you my opinion and, you know, bring you to my world so you can understand what I'm talking about. And for those with the fat ass with gonorrhea, I do apologize if I'm being a little insensitive because shit does happen. You know, not everybody, you know, you know, it, it happens. You know what I'm saying? So forgive me. But I make that point that I make that point to, to prove in the case that, you know, it's more than just lyrics to actually rap. You know what I'm saying? But Mozzie, he can do that. You know, I like the songs that he he, he puts together. I really like the song that he got with uh, it's the uh the uh remember with wife and Lucci, and then uh nobody knows with J Rock, man J Rock and the other dude I can't remember his name but that shit is flames, man and and let me just steer off just for thirty seconds J Rock within the past three years has really drastically improved. I mean, I remember back in the day, niggas put on J-Rock. I was like, nigga, you got to go. <laughs> for real. I ain't want to hear no J-Rock. Uh, J-Not. <laughs> for real, man. I don't want to hear that shit. I know I ain't the only one either. I can't be the only one. I mean, like, seriously, J-Rock was on some other shit. I mean, he was making, I guess, like, some decent songs, but his projects were ass. But, bro, J-Rock is really just, like, did a 360. But, yeah, that's another project that I'm jamming. Um... Also, I jammed Triple Cross by Young Scooter. I don't really, I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody unless you like Young Scooter projects. Y'all know how it is with these trap artists, you know. 
I like Young Scooter, you know, but I'm also a realist. Uh, it's not Young Scooter's best project. It's not even close, you know. Has has some skips, but you know, that's some that's another one I'm jamming. And then I can't forget about these last two projects. I said this one earlier. Young Dolph, excuse me. Well, I'm not supposed to do that. Young Dolph, niggas get shot every day. That shit is, bro, fuego, flames. Get it. Go cop it. You got Apple Music, download it. Title, download it. Spotify, download it. <laughs> if you ain't got those, guess what? Go get them. You know what? You are wrong if you're in 2018 and you don't have a music streaming service. Like, come on, man. What you doing? You just listen to CDs all day? I mean, really? You got an eight track dog? You got a phonogram, nigga? <laughs> Fuck out of here. But I jammed that project. And then the classic project of them all Nipsey Hustle, Victory Lap. Mwah. I mean, like, when the Italians are making a sauce, mwah, brego, yes. Bro, that shit, there is fire, bro. I mean, like, from start to finish, I'm not skipping shit. Matter of fact, I'm even going to elaborate on this project. Bro, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs, Keys to the City featuring T-Fly. Man, that song is, like, really, really good. And I think it's good because of the chemistry that him and T-Fly have. And it's crazy because, like, when you see certain artists featured on a project, you know, you never know what to think. And that's the same way I felt about T-Fly. Because he got one song with Dom Kennedy on Get Home Safely Project. Now, it's called Still Calling. That shit is Flames. So, you know, that's the only song I heard. And it was Flames. So I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt when I heard him on this one. But I still didn't know what to expect. But, bro, that shit is Flames, bro. I mean, Flames. I mean, Flames flames i mean like from the start to beginning like they're just on the shit the, the content is there the subject matter the diction all of that it's just on point and it's it, motivational it's just good to hear it's good to hear real rap music still in the game you know what i mean like rap music with a purpose i mean rap music that actually sounds good in your ears because there's a lot of shit lyrical and new wave you know mostly new wave but it's cool because i still like some new artists that it's just bro it doesn't sound good bro it's just like they get in the booth they pop some pills, they get on the track, and then they just release the shit. It's like, man, that's fucked up because you're fucking the game up. And I, it probably goes back to the point why people think rap music, the state of rap music is degrading, but, you know, whatever. But, you know, on to the next shit. I'm going to go ahead and switch to sports because, you know, that's how we do. You know, if I was with my boy Tebow, he would probably be leading the way with the transition. But I'm going to talk about the NBA a little bit. Uh, I really like what's going on, uh, especially in the Western Conference. You know what? Let me ask y'all this. And uh, I would like to see you guys actually submit your questions to uh, aroundthewaytw at gmail.com. That is aroundthewaytw at gmail.com. Should the NBA be realigned like it shouldn't be uh, maybe it shouldn't be any more East and West Conference or maybe in the playoffs it should just be the top 16 teams in the whole league? Because I think that's what it should be because the Western Conference is too, too talented. And the Eastern Conference is just like, you know, it's getting better, but we all know where the talent is at in the league. Well, most of it, you know. You know, we know LeBron is about to have, you know, his way going to the finals. I don't think it'll be that easy this year, especially with the way the Celtics are playing. I think the Celtics can take them to six or seven games. Uh, Toronto, boy, hmm, Toronto. 
Well, when I think of Toronto, I think of the Drake. I think of Drake. I don't think of the Raptors. <laughs> School me. <laughs> but yeah, I like what's really going on. Uh, let me talk about some of my favorite players in the NBA right now. Anthony Davis. Ant Davis. Bro, I've never seen a player who can play all three positions on the court. He can push the ball up like a point guard. He can come off the screen with the shot like a shooting guard. He can drive you to the hole like a three, a wingman. He can back you down like a four with the finesse game, or he can just straight demolish you like a dominant center. I mean, bro, this boy here is talented, boy. I mean, bro, when you came out your mama's room, boy, you was blessed to play basketball. Bro, the doctor smacked you on the head and said, you, basketball, that's it, nothing else. If you get off your path, hey, you, you failed. <laughs> but now, nah, you know, I'm pretty sure he's good at other things. I was just making a little joke. But, you know, Anthony Davis is really, really hooping this year. Aside from uh, him, I think the only person that is like probably has a lead on him for the MVP vote is James Harden. Anthony Davis has been balling sensationally, especially after De DeMarcus Cousins got hurt with the Achilles injury, which is very unfortunate. Uh, Boogie, get well soon because, man, boy, you was balling for me. I was in a couple fantasy leagues on that daily shit, boy. You helped me, you helped me get a couple of dollars in my, in my account. You know what I'm saying? It was a couple of times where I had some cheese sandwiches in the crib. Hey, I looked at that app. I cashed out. Hey, baby, we're going to roof Chris tonight. <laughs> I ain't lying to you, boy. DeMarcus Cousins, I ain't lying to you, boy. Get right, get well. But no, Anthony Davis is really hooping. I like the Pelicans, how they're doing. They're a top four seed in the West. Yes, they are. They're a top four seed in the West. And that's crazy. Also, as of today, and today, what is today? March the 10th? Yes, today is March the 10th. As of March the 10th, the Portland Trailblazers are the third spot in the west now think of that because last year they had the same exact team damn near the same exact team damn near and the western conference has gotten a tad bit difficult this year and they're number three right now dame lillard salute mccullum salute nurk is it nurkage nurkage yes salute Bro, they're just over there hooping. And also, when a team is hooping like that and they got the same personnel that they did from last year, you got to give a shout-out to the coach. And damn, I don't even know the fucking coach's name. But shout-out to the Portland Blazers, uh, Portland Trailblazers coach because I feel like that system is just all coming together. They're really doing well. I'm really excited to see. Hopefully, they can keep it up. I don't think they'll finish at the third uh, spot in the West just because how deep the West is. Uh, I think – Maybe the Spurs will come back and take that, you know, depending on when Lillard returns. Leonard returns, you know, hopefully he returns within, you know, the next three weeks. But ain't no telling with that. And then it's also unfortunate that Jimmy Butler is out uh, with, the with, the, with the Timberwolves. Excuse me, not the Trailblazers, with the Timberwolves. But, you know what, let's talk about Jimmy Butler's ACL injury. Because, you know, I, I'm going to refer back to my, uh, my homeboys in the hangover group chat. And, um... Uh, there's a coach by the name of Tom Thibodeau. Uh, if everybody knows I'm a Bulls fan, yes, I know. A Bulls fan. I don't even know, bro. I'm from Dallas. I think I don't like the Mavericks because of Mark Cuban. Or I don't like the Cowboys because of Jerry Jones. I don't really like their ownership and what they do. The Mavericks never make any moves in free agency. Like, bro, they signed Harrison Barnes like he was supposed to be the man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, but anyway. Back on what I was saying. Back to Tom Thibodeau. So I'm a Bulls fan. And everybody knows that 
they say Tom Thibodeau was responsible for D Rose and his injuries because they had him going hard in practice. He was playing a lot of minutes. He was responsible for uh Joaquin Noah's foot injury, you know, hard on the minutes. Uh he was responsible for Carlos Boozo's Carlos Boozer's injury when we had him, even though Boozer wasn't shit. I don't know why the hell we even got him from the Jazz. His old uh spray painted hair ass. Who goes who grown man, you spray paint your head. And then you spray paint your head thinking you gonna get buckets? Nigga, I'ma lock your ass up because I'm not having no spray paint and head drop buckets on me. Nigga, I will flagrant two foul your ass. Nigga, hack your ass. Hey, coach, send me out because I ain't getting no buckets on my head from that nigga. But anyways, they say, you know, he's responsible for the Jimmy Butler injury. And unfortunately, I think it's true. It hurts me to say because I really think Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. I really do, bro. And even though he has a ring, you know, from being an assistant with the Boston Celtics when they won a year when Doc Rivers was a coach, I really hate that he didn't get one in Chicago because I think he could have got one. Well, if D. Rose didn't get hurt. And if LeBron and them were fucking cheating so damn much, shit. But, you know, shout out to LeBron, greatest player of all time. He worked hard. I ain't cheating. I'm just hating a little bit. School me. But, uh, yeah, man, so Jimmy Butler was out, and, 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 you know, they got blaming Tom Thibodeau. And now I think the Timberwolves, who are at one point the four seed in the West, they're in the six. They're kind of slipping a little bit the last ten games. They've been four and six, which is not that good. But, I mean, you know, it's still – it's not that much time to play in the, in, in the rest of the regular season. But, you know, it's a little time. They can improve because the three to ten spots in the West are, like, sewed up. Like, it is a tight-knit race. Like, we know who the one and two seeds are going to be. It's going to be Houston and uh, Golden State in no particular order, you know. Who who knows who will be number one? Who knows who will be number two? But, you know, uh, Timberwolves, they can probably step it up a little bit. But also another team that I would like to talk about this year who's really surprised me, actually two of them. One of them, 76ers. I mean, we kind of knew they were going to do this. You know, they would, like, trust the process for, like, 50 million years before this, and now they're finally getting on it. But, you know, it is what it is. But the Denver Nuggets, man. Gary Harris. Jamal Murray. Bro. Uh, Jokic. Hey. Bulldogs. <laughs> Them boys, they'll be hoping. I mean, seriously. Man, they be getting down and dirty in there. I mean, I remember the game when they were playing against OKC. And by the way, I don't think OKC would get out the second round, but whatever. And it was the game where Westbrook was caught lacking in the paint, and he left Gary Harris open for the three, the game winner. You know, the game that Paul George actually went off for no reason because they didn't win it. But, yeah, man, that really showed me, like, oh, this team ain't playing. Like, they trying to make some noise this year. And if they get somebody up in free agency, whoa, Somebody called that mine. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man, because the boys there, they the truth over there, and they're hungry. That's what I like about young players and young artists and young entrepreneurs, the hunger in their eyes. Seriously, when your back is against the wall, you ain't got no way to go but up, baby. <laughs> For real, though. Well, you know, that's enough about the NBA a little bit because I haven't been keeping up that much with it. But I will like to transition to the NFL. And the trades that have been going on. And the signings. So, uh, the other day, Richard Sherman, he got released from the Seahawks. Which, I mean, I guess I kind of see why. You know, like my homeboy Tebow was telling me. Kind of, 
You know, he was a little outspoken too much, and he did come off the Achilles injury. Cool. But, bro, Richard Sherman is still a top five cornerback. And if he's not top five, he's top ten. And even if not that, who the hell else do you have at cornerback over there in Seattle? You got rid of Jeremy Lane as well. Please tell me who's over there shutting niggas down at cornerback. Fam, Earl Thomas can't do it by himself. I don't understand. Bro, what is up with NFL teams releasing these players when they still have a good amount of talent left in them and they're one of your best players on the goddamn team? I don't understand that shit. I mean, ever since Colin Kaepernick took that damn knee, the NFL has been in a... Now, that, that that's something that's degraded. The goddamn NFL. They are going in a negative. They're going on a downhill. Bro, I didn't watch no more than five NFL games this year. Seriously. I ain't watched the Super Bowl. I kind of followed it a little bit, you know, um, via the Yahoo Sports app, you know, like looking at the live play-by-play. But I didn't watch it. I wasn't finna donate no ratings to the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And if I did watch that shit, I streamed the shit out of that motherfucker. Illegally. I said it. So what? If you didn't want me to do it, you shouldn't have gave me a Mac. Hey, don't blame me. Blame Jesus. <laughs> For real. But no, seriously. Ever since that Colin Kaepernick, it's been on a like a decline, man. Like, who else uh got traded? And, and uh, Jarvis Landry. Like, Miami. Who else? Who else do you have? Seriously. Who else do you have? I I, I really don't understand. I mean, like, it's like this. Let's, let's put it in terms for my fellas. You know, you got a roster. Everybody knows what a roster means. You got a team full of females, you know, female, you know, friends, you know. You do your one-two, you know what I'm saying? Do your, do your one-two at night, whoop-de-whoop. You know, it is what it is. Then you got your, on your roster, you got that one main chick. Now, this girl, you don't treat like no one else. You know, you take out the E, spend a little change on it. It ain't tricking. It, it's not tricking, fellas. You know, you got to buy your lady something nice every now and then, you know. What goes around comes around. She buy you a little something, you know, treat you nice in bed. You do the same with the whoop. But you got your one nice female. She's looking good, you know, dressed up all the time. Just looking nice. She's making you look good, too. And then you got, you know, you got some ladies on your team. You know, they ain't really, you know, they, they all right, you know, ain't, but ain't your main. But then all of a sudden, you're like, fuck it. I don't fucked her too much. I'm going to let it go. Nigga, what? Nigga, Please. That's the same thing the NFL is doing with some of these players, these NFL teams. They're releasing players while they still good. I'm going back to the Sherman shit because they Seattle Seahawks. Man, I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, man. Even Paul Richardson and receivers talking about leaving. Fam, Russell Wilson is a great quarterback, but he can't do it alone. Last time I checked, Russell Wilson played quarterback, not cornerback. Who the hell do you have on defense besides Earl Thomas? Who the hell is going to be locked down on the bubble when you throw them slants or the motherfucking bubble passes, huh? Who's going to do it? I don't understand. It's crazy. And I feel like it all has to correlate with the Colin Kaepernick because Richard Sherman was one of those players who was kind of outspoken, you know. And I feel like the NFL is not, and well, the teams and the owners, they're not really feeling the outspoken players, which is cool. I can understand that. You know, like, whatever. But at the same time, bro, like, you don't have anything to show for. My thing was this. He got released. You couldn't trade him? Like, were you trying to make an example out of him? Because I don't understand. You know, and, and let's talk about another player who who's traded from a team that, you know, really needed him. 
go back to Jarvis Landry's former team, the uh, Miami Dolphins, when they traded Jay Ajaye in the middle of the season. Bro, did you hear what I said? In the middle of the season. Fam, who is a running back now? Drake? He's cool. Yes, he's cool. But, bro, he ain't better than Jay. And especially not last year. You know what I'm saying? Drake, he, he was he was cool. He was doing his thing. I ain't gonna lie, fantasy wise. He was doing his thing. But fam, he wasn't helping winning no games. The year last year, JJ had two 200 yard games. Fam, what's going on? You just forget about that shit all of one year? Let me be GM. I'm gonna I'm shake some shit up. I'm gonna shake some shit up like the stripper shaking that ass at Onyx. Shit gonna get real motherfucking uncomfortable. I come in the room. I don't give a fuck if you do drugs. I don't give a fuck you smoke weed. I don't give a fuck you fuck bitches in the locker room. Nigga, just make sure you come to play on Sunday. Bring that shit. Bring that same energy when you backstroke the girl in the locker room to the goddamn field. I need you to ball out. The only thing I don't need you to do, and, you know, I'll give a little leeway. I give you one, just one shot, just one time to mess up. Do not get arrested. It's not bad. But when you do it so much, it's like, ugh, I can't really deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. But as long as you don't do that, we good. Like, my, my team is uh, the Steelers. Everybody knows that. You know, all my homies. Those you who don't know now, you know. Uh, and I think maybe like three days ago, they were making fun of me in a group chat. They were like, uh, what y'all going to do with LB? Well, they weren't making fun in that particular instance because, you know, L- Le'Veon Bell, for those who don't know what LB means, Le'Veon Bell, he's going through a little contract negotiation thing. He wants a long-term deal, and the Steelers don't really want to give him that. They want to give him a franchise tag because they feel like he's asking for too much money. But anyways, let's go back to the point where Le'Veon Bell was caught with marijuana with uh, LeGarrette Blunt and like a female. Hey, you see how they handle it? Great. Suspending him a little bit? Cool. But you don't get rid of a player like that. That's what you don't do, man. You ride it till the motherfucking wheels fall off, dog. That is a serious motherfucking statement. You ride it till the wheels fall off. Seriously. You put your work in to invest in them. Why not get your money's worth? You, you feel what I'm saying? And aside from that, who the hell else are we going to get besides Le'Veon Bell if we would have released him? James Conner, yeah, he cool. He a rookie, but he ain't no he ain't no Le'Veon Bell. Last time I checked, Le'Veon Bell is a all-down back. Fam, if it's fourth down, guess who on the field? Le'Veon. If Le'Veon is tired, guess who's on the field? Le'Veon. If Le'Veon has a broken foot, guess who's on the field? Le'Veon. Yes, I said it. I'm not playing. People got to understand this is a business. And if it's a business... I think winning games will contribute to getting more money in your pocket. And in order to win games, you got to have good players on the field at all times, right? Right? Yeah, I'll get it. But, you know, I just think it goes back to the Colin Kaepernick thing. They don't just don't want outspoken players anymore, you know. So that's why Richard Sherman left. Uh, that's why Marcus Peters probably got traded because I feel like I, I think I heard or read, I'm not quite sure that him and Andy Reid, they weren't getting along and whatnot, you know. And it happens because, like, players and coaches, some of them just don't get along. They're not on the same page. But Marcus Peters was still a hell of a player. 
You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I know the Kansas City Chiefs, they traded for a cornerback when they gave away Alex Smith to the Redskins. And that cornerback, I forget his name. I think it's Fuller. No, it's not Fuller. I'm thinking about Kyle Fuller for the Bears, who's a good cornerback. But it's it's some cornerback they got, and he's actually good. So I can see that. But why not have him, have him and Peters on the field at the same time? Look, Peters had a down year. He got burnt frequently. You know, he gave up two touchdowns to Terrell Pryor, who was on a free, who was on a waiver wire all last year in my fantasy league, which is crazy. It's cool. And, you know, they say Peters, he can't really tackle like that. That's cool. But still, he's a top five cornerback, arguably. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. And then who's the other cornerback uh, the Rams got? They got Revis and they got, oh, a kid, a kid to leave. Damn, Broncos, what's going on? I don't understand. He still got juice in the tank. Do you hear? Let me let, let me define what juice in the tank means. Juice in a tank means sports wise, you can still ball the fuck out. Seriously. When I say you got juice in a tank, I mean you got three to four years of elite playing in your motherfucking body. And I just don't understand. I guess these owners is just tired of it, but you know, if it was me, I had that bit rocking. We going to the ship every year, damn near. Hey, you don't want him? Send him my way. You know what I'm saying? I'll, re- I'll rework the contract. You get in trouble? Cool. Release him. I'll still get my money. You know what I'm saying? Shit probably might not be guaranteed. It's cool. It is what it is. But, you know, before I actually leave the topic of the NFL, I want to go back to uh, Le'Veon Bell. Let me talk about my Steelers a little bit, you know. Uh, unfortunately, we're not the best team in Pennsylvania as we have been the previous five years. Yes, I said it, Tim. We've been, we were before this year the best team in Pennsylvania for the last five years. You know, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, so they're the best team in the league. You know, best team in Pennsylvania, whatever. But I want to talk about Le'Veon Bell and his contract situation. Art Rooney. For those who don't know who Art Rooney is, he is the owner of the Steelers. If you don't get your old ass at the goddamn dusty ass seat. And give this man the $17 million that he's asking for annually. I will personally drive to Pittsburgh and I will whoop your old ass myself. It don't make no goddamn sense we over here arguing with this man who's been the number one running back in the league for the last three years. God damn it, what the hell going on? Shit, he's our, he's our second leading receiver. He's been like that for the last two years, man. Don't make no goddamn sense y'all want to pay this man no fucking money. Excuse me. I had to get a little, you know, fire off my chest. You know what I'm saying? Fire and desire type shit. But seriously, man, my thing is, why won't you pay him? I can understand, you know, it's, it, you know, running backs don't really get paid that. If I'm not mistaken, the highest paid running back last year besides Le'Veon, because he got $12 million off a of franchise tag, the second highest paid running back, excuse me, was Devontae Freeman. He made $8 million. I understand. Le'Veon asking for, what, 15 to 17 I understand. That's double it. But fam. Do you not see what the man does on the field? He plays all downs. He even lines up in the slot. He is a game changer. I mean, seriously, have you seen a man run the ball? Bro, Le'Veon Bell is the best running back I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even saying that because I'm a Steelers fan. Now, I will say this. I've never seen Barry Sanders play in my time. I've only seen highlights. So, in my time, Le'Veon Bell is the best. I've seen LaDainian Thomason play. Yes, he was a bad man. Yes, he was. But he was not Le'Veon Bell. No, sir. 
Was he an MVP? Yes, sir, he was. Yes, sir, he was. But we all know that LT, bro, he didn't have a patient like Le'Veon had. LT was good. And if it wasn't for guys for LT, there would be no Le'Veon. But I feel like Le'Veon has expanded off LT's game because in the passing game, LT is a fool. He he created that. You know what I mean? He created that. I mean, well, he didn't create it that, but he definitely put it on the, the map map, like for real. Because Marshall Falk was, you know, catching shit at the field. And, you know, he did his thing. But back to Le'Veon, man, his contract situation, I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated with the organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, why in the world are we still going back and forth with this? We did this shit last year. And, bro, he performed. He performed. When we lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know whose fault it was? The goddamn defensive coordinator. Man, we ain't got shit on defense, man. And y'all want to get mad at the fucking offense and don't want to pay this man. He did his job, man. Shit. What is going on over there? Oh, man. It's crazy. It's just like, I feel like they're not necessarily blackmailing Le'Veon Bell, but it's kind of like they're trying to teach him a lesson. Like, oh, shut up. We're paying you this. Be thankful. No, give him what he's worth. You know, it'd be different, you know, if, like, if he wasn't really performing. But, you know, elaborate on the blackmailing. I want to talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, I would like to say, my brother, you are a true historic figure in the black community. Not even just in the black community, just period. You know, I don't want to limit it just to the black community. But it's unfortunate that you're, you're being blackmailed. Let's call it how it is. There's a list out there with the top 200, I think it's 100 or 200 free agents, something like that. I might have my numbers off, but basically it's a list out there with the top free agents in the NFL out right now. And guess what? Colin Kaepernick is not even on that list, bro. <sighs> I want to make sure I say this right because I want to offend no people. You know, because I can be very offensive and very rude and very blunt and very nonchalant and whoop-de-whoop. I done heard it all before. And you will need to calm down. You're hurting people's feelings. Nigga, last time I checked, if I heard your feelings, that mean you care. So uh, maybe you shouldn't care about what I say. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Colin Kaepernick, it was players like Jake Cutler. We're talking about Jake Cutler. Bro. We're talking about Jay Cutler. He's the same guy that threw four fucking picks to the same dude. And that dude wasn't even that good of a quarterback. He was decent, D'Angelo Hall. But he gets a job in Miami over Kaepernick? Dog. Bro, it's a crazy world out there for the black man, dog. And uh, I want to I'm gonna elaborate on this statement that I'm about to make in the next topic. I've been reading uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X as told by Alex Haley. And it's a real good book. And uh, I really like Malcolm X, his thought process. I think he's a genius. I think he's a great leader. But it's some stuff in there that's a little, you know, a little too aggressive for me. Like how he says the white man is the devil. I haven't finished reading the book. So at this point, I think I'm on like chapter 12. It's like 19 chapters. And he talks about, like, the white man being the devil and whatnot. And I'm not going to say the white man is the devil because it's not like that. I have, you know, Caucasian friends that, you know, are cool. And I don't think of them as a devil. Like, I feel like the devil and God and Jesus and all those, you know, 
other beings that are not here on earth. I feel like they don't even have color. They're spirit. But I will say this. The white man is black men and color Kaepernick. Last time I checked, I don't know not one black owner in the NFL. But these owners have come together and created like this whatever group. And they're just blackmailing him. And it's unfortunate because he can still play. He's still good. The quarterback position, you don't really have to rely on athleticism. You know, it's getting there. Not relying on it, but you have to have it. But he's still good. I don't understand why he's getting blackmailed. You know, I, I, I it's crazy because when people view you as a threat, that's when they try to exclude you from things. They, they, they see the potential in you. They see what you're trying to do. And that's what they're doing with Colin Kaepernick. They see what he's trying to do. He's bringing the black community together. You know, we're rising. He's raising money for charities that are about, you know, trying to uh, d- d- defuse police uh, brutality and things like that. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's very positive. It's very inspiring. It's very enticing. But he still can't get a job in the NFL as a quarterback. <laughs> Shit is crazy. This shit is, it's, it's absurd. I mean, like, check this out. One day, uh, I was going, uh, it wasn't Midtown. I was going to uh, Washington Ave, you know, going to get a drink. I was with my boy. Uh, who was I with? It had to be out the Tebow or Nick V or or Jude. One of, one of those three because, you know, this was around the time I was going to the bar kind of heavy. You know, one of my boys, you know, we out there. And we pull up to a place, I think it was called uh, Concrete Cowboy or Kung Fu Pandas, one of those. They're right by each other. If, you, if you're familiar with the uh, area at Houston and Washington Ave, you know what I'm talking about. So we get up in there. We didn't, well, we didn't get up in there. We pulled up to the scene because we actually couldn't get in. Because they like, you got sneakers on. Um, all right, cool. We like, all right, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess, I guess it's a dress code. But um, there was somebody behind me. Not gonna say his color because I'm pretty sure you can like realize that. And he had sneakers on and they were fucking busted. I mean, have you seen the fucking uh Chucks? Like, remember when the Chucks were in style? The, the Sandlot Chucks? Remember the movie The Sandlot? Dirty ass Chucks? Remember them shits was in style? Well, yeah, it's 2018. Them shits not in style no more. You know what I'm saying? But he had them bitches on. He let them right in. I was like, this shabby ass motherfucker. Fuck he getting there for? You know what I'm saying? And excuse me to the dude who had the Sandlot Chucks or anybody else who wear those. You know, I don't mean to call you a motherfucker or shabby or whatnot. But let's call it how it is. Like, that appearance should not get in the club if my boy with some sneakers, which they was fresh, couldn't get in. Like, I understand that. It's kind of going back to the uh, Black Melancholic Kaepernick. They let whoever they want in. And then those who don't want in, I guess because they flashy or outspoken or whatever, they don't let them in. So I guess it's cool and whatnot, but, you know, going back to that book, Malcolm X, he said uh, the white man is the devil and the white man is trying to bring down the black man so the black man cannot uplift himself. I really like that because you got to understand we're thinking back in like the 1950s and the 1960s when he's talking about this, you know, like I really like that because it brings to a point where we're at in society now. And I really don't mean to be on a serious topic, but I mean, let's be honest. Let's call it how it is. That's that's society today. That's just what it is. People can talk about, oh, well, things are going to get better. Well, it's always been like this. You just got to get used to it. Bitch, shut up. I don't want to hear shit from your ass if you're talking like that. As a matter of fact, if you have my number and you're talking like that, please put me in a block list. 
If I text you and I don't get a reply, trust me, I can read. I can read between the lines. You know what I'm saying? I, I figure I probably offended you or I said something you didn't like. I do it all the time. I lose a friend like every week or not a friend, but an associate or a coworker who don't like me. And they be like, oh, well, you negative. Why you say that about my mama? Why you talking about my shoes? Girl, hey, get with it or get lost. <laughs> you feel me? But uh, let me elaborate on that Malcolm X book. I would like to talk about uh, some books that I've been reading. I've been trying to get my... Uh, intellect up be a little more articulate <laughs> school me tell <Tele-ho. laughs> but uh no for real though but uh i've been trying to read a little more because there's a famous saying if you want to keep something away or you want to hide it from a black man put it in a book well goddamn motherfucker you ain't hiding shit from me because i'm about to run it up on y'all ass i'm about to get this money about to provide for my family all of that but uh i say that all to say some books i've been reading malcolm x of course i read uh the autobiography of gucci Mane. I read uh, Pimp, which is this, this uh, not is it an autobiography? I guess you can kind of say that it's told, you know, by Iceberg Slim, famous pimp back in the day, I think in the Midwest. And uh, my next book that I'm going to try to read is a uh, Spook Who Sat by the Door, and there's a uh, song on Victory Lap, the album by uh, Nipsey Hussle, and it's called Blue Laces Two. And this is where I thought about getting that book because he says in a Breakfast Club interview, Charlemagne asked him a question. He said, I see you talk about Spook who sat by the door. And he kind of says a line in a uh, Blue Laces 2 song. I can't really quote it verbatim or whatnot. I can't even remember it. But he says, yeah, I see you've been reading. I've seen you've been looking at that. And uh, it kind of talks about, I haven't really uh, read the full book or even just, you know, like the first chapter. But how he like infiltrates the CIA. He's like the first black CIA or FBI agent. He infiltrates them to help his people. But his people think he sells out. Just really thought I should share that with you guys, you know. You know, reading is fundamental. You guys should really pick it up because some of you niggas can't even count to ten. You know what I'm saying? Some of you motherfuckers like Dolph said. <laughs> like you can count better than you can spell. Which is not bad, but it's kind of a problem. But you know what I'm saying, pick up a book, you know. You know, uh, educate yourself. You know, you know, keep it G with yourself, man. You know, it's been good talking with you guys. I've been trying to keep up with this podcast thing lately. I've been slacking, man. I know. I've been working. I've been in the booth. I've been rapping. I've been trying to run it up with the money. You know, just been really going through a hard time. But you know, God been blessing me. You know, my homies been there in my corner. You know, I just gotta weather the storm. But you know it's been cool. If uh please uh you guys send some questions to around the way tw at gmail dot com. That is around the way tw at gmail dot com. And also follow us on Instagram at uh, around the way tw. You know the same thing that I said in Gmail. You know, give us a shout out. Let you know what we want to talk about. Uh, you know, you know what, what would you like to hear us? What what opinions do you want to see from us? You know. Our view on things. And, and and last but not least, I want to give a shout out to TMDD. Uh, my boy Tim, a.k.a. Tebow. My boy Malcolm, a.k.a. Chiz. My boy D-Rick, a.k.a. Derek. My boy D-A, a.k.a. Darius. You know, y'all keep doing y'all thing. They have a, uh, a vlog uh, on YouTube. I believe it is YouTube.com backslash TMDD. Forgive me, guys, if I got that wrong. But, you know, check them out. They they do a lot of uh, reenactment of things, acting on certain things. Uh, 
you know, just some entertainment for you guys if uh, you ever get bored or if you're ever just interested in checking them out. Uh, I support you, boys. I, I really love what you guys are doing, you know what I'm saying? Keep hustling. One day we're going to pull up on the forums, man, have them big old cribs, you know, doing our thing for the fam. We just got to keep working at it a day at a time. And that's for anybody else out there, you know what I'm saying? Hey, get your money, dog. you know what I'm saying? Don't worry about these females, dog. You know, don't get me wrong, them big asses and them big titties look good. <laughs> I ain't lying to you. You see them titties, I know. Bro, every time I see a girl titties and her nipples popping out, bro, I just want to suck on them. Scold me. <laughs> you know, seriously, man, they'll be there. Get your money right. And ladies, you know what I'm saying? When you see a nice young brother like me, I ain't going to lie. I know I look good. School me. <laughs> for real, though. But, hey, get your money first. For real. That's what we got to do. We got to get the money. Because once comes the money, come the power. When it comes to power, comes to respect. I don't want to have to keep reiterating this, but you know how it is. But, you know, thank you guys for listening. It's one love, you know. I'm out. You know, hey, shout out to my boy Tebow. Once again, he in the D. We're going to be back on track with the podcast. You're going to get another episode from us, you know, talking, you know. We we, we ain't lost. We still, that's my partner, talk to him almost every day. You know, we just doing our thing. But, yeah, appreciate you enjoying and we out.